How's it going, everybody? My name's Lee. How's things, guys? My name is Adam. And together, we are Two Heads Development, and this is the first episode of our podcast. Um, given that it's a first episode, we put up a story on our Instagram where we were taking questions to see what sort of topic our followers wanted us to talk about. And um, today's episode is just going to be going through four of those questions and giving our own answers to them. So, Adam, I'll start off with the first question. I'll ask it to you. So, Adam, why did we set up Two Heads, and what do we want to achieve with it? Good question to start things off. So why we set up two heads in the first place? Um, to be honest, there's a few different reasons why we set up two heads. The main one being the fact that we feel that there's a lot of potential, let's say, that people have that is kind of sitting underneath the surface. But for some reason or another, they just can't get it out. It just can't come through. And we, through our own, I suppose, journeys growing up through school, through college, through work, and through different things, have kind of found a way for ourselves to be able to tap into a bit of that potential to maybe excel what we thought we could do or achieve more than we thought once could be possible to be done. And we kind of, from those lessons that we learned through our own doing, we're managed or have managed to distill some thoughts, some tactics, some things that we think people could use for themselves in their own lives in pursuit of goals that they may have. Um, for themselves and to be able to share that with them so they can begin to let's say level up um, how they're living what they're doing with their lives maybe the things that right now seem to be obstacles or seem to be barriers help them to reframe those to view them as opportunities to grow and to develop and to do more and to be more so that they're not stuck at these hurdles that so many people spend their whole lives stuck behind and giving them an opportunity to I suppose be vulnerable to take risks to go after their dreams to be brave enough to do those things that most people probably spend their whole lives thinking about doing but never actually take action on and never actually take advantage of the opportunity to do it because the last thing we want for ourselves but now for anyone else who's part of the two heads community is to be those kind of people who you know when your time is up and you're lying in your deathbed you're sitting there looking back on life full of regret for the things that you didn't do or the things that maybe you wished you had done if you had just been given the opportunity to do it and had someone like me and Lee now who believe in you and your ability to actually bring that change about in your life to do those things. And so, you know, growing up, we had access to great mentors and great people throughout, you know, teachers or different sports coaches and people in our lives who played somewhat of that role who were maybe giving us that belief that we may have lacked at the time to actually do something more and be something more and maybe feel like we could actually do something with our lives that was worthwhile. And I think that's something that a lot of people are missing. And we want to be able to be that pillar for other people and to give those people the tools, the techniques, the tactics, but also the belief and the community to try something and fail and get back up and go again at it. Because ultimately the only time you do fail is when you stop trying altogether and when you just pack it in and give up. And we don't want anyone to do that from here on forward. We want it to make a difference. So that's why we set up two heads. So Lee, what would be your take on that? Why did you want to set up two heads? Aside from what Adam's just said, there's probably two other things that I would say that really pushed me to want to work together with Adam to, to make two heads happen. Um, the first thing is that what we're doing with two heads, this idea of development and of helping people to not just think about what they can do, but what they could do if they applied themselves and with the right help and guidance. It's something that we've been doing for a while um, independently. Obviously, Adam's uh, with the personal training background. He's been doing that in relation to health and fitness. And for myself, I've been doing it more in relation to education and academic mentoring, whether it's teaching French or helping students with studying and stuff like that. And um, we've both been really attached to the idea of how can we help people who don't believe in themselves and don't see much happening for themselves, change their mindset and really start to see what they are capable of and, of and how far they can go with, with the right advice, with the right guidance and with the right drive. Um, so that's the first reason why um, two heads sounded really appealing and like something I thought was worthwhile because 
A, it's something that we've been doing already for quite a long time, just independently. And then on to the second point, which is why we brought it together. Um, I mean, we're twin brothers. <laughs> uh, this part always surprises people, but we actually get on really well. Um, and we always have, from as far as I can remember anyways. Um, you know, we are best friends and we, we do really enjoy working together. And I think we bring out the best in each other. So aside from being able to help people and, you know, to, to put our own ideas and visions out into the world, it was just a really exciting opportunity to be able to work on a project with Adam as twin brothers and to see how far we could go if we put, you know, our two minds together and, and pushed it. Definitely. Another question I'm sure uh, people might have off the back of that is, why do we call it Two Heads? Like, where did that name come from? Do you want to tell them or will I? <laughs> so, yeah, it's actually not a complicated story <laughs> at all to tell. Um, because we are twin brothers and, we wanted to set up some sort of development page. We thought that the the title should at least reflect the fact that there, there's some sort of double element going on here. There's two of us. And the first name that came to mind was Double Down. But that sounded a bit, I don't know, the yeah, two marketing. Hardcore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Adam, well, obviously, you know, the same two heads I've written one. So you narrow that down, we just have two heads. Um, and that that's how we got it. <laughs> <laughs> Quite simple. And also the fact that our mom and dad got a two-for-one deal on us, kind of led to two heads sort of thing. And there's a few different metaphors behind the two heads in that, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. And, you know, having two people there to look at it can make it better and all those sort of things. And obviously being twins, you know, it was literally two heads of us. Um, so all those different things kind of led us to feel actually, you know what, that sounds like a good name for representing us and what we stand for as a brand, but also kind of what we want to do for people and to, you know, give them an extra head to share their problems with or to give them, you know, an outside external voice to maybe guide them in the right direction or give them uh, a perspective they probably can't see for themselves. So that's what led to the name being two heads. I think that answers that question pretty well. All right, Adam. Uh, the second question then is how do you stay so motivated? Stay so motivated. When I saw this question initially, it was one of those questions that I suppose my mind just goes to so many different places on how you could answer. But I think there's a bit of a fault in how the question was phrased in the first place because asking how to stay motivated, I mean, that implies that there is some magical way where you can just have a level of motivation that never drifts or never changes at all. And I think that's a bit of a, a fallacy that causes more problems than it solves for people because we tend to get caught up in this mind frame then where it's like oh well you know if i'm not feeling motivated to do something i just can't do it and obviously i've had situations like this crop up so many times in the past from working with clients in terms of weight loss and getting in shape but it's an issue that transfers to all different aspects and facets of life because think about you know back in school when it comes to studying are you motivated to study probably not then you probably didn't study and you probably didn't do as well as you would have liked to do and weight loss you're not motivated maybe you don't eat well or you don't train the days that you're meant to train in your business or in your career maybe some days you're not motivated to make your sales calls or to get on the phone or to do some marketing or to make a podcast or to do all these things and you know that by not doing those things, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. And it's only really you. And it's only you who really stands to gain or lose as a result of doing those things. And so it's a question that I think people can spend too much time worrying about. Is how do we stay motivated? How can I get this motivation? And ultimately, you know, there's a short-term way of getting motivation. And for me in the past, it would have been around training and going to the gym or working out. And the way I, I always overcame that motivation barrier was something that, I don't really recommend too much, but I definitely think it is a great short-term option is to find like motivational videos and stuff like that on YouTube. I used to spend a lot of time watching them, but there's an issue with those and it's kind of like 
treating let's say like anxiety or depression with antidepressants or medication is it's great as part of an overall strategy but if that's the only thing you have to rely on to get you going and get you moving then you're digging yourself into a bit of a deep hole that can be very difficult to get out of and so when it comes to motivation getting motivated is one problem staying motivated that's not even an issue you should be worrying about don't worry about motivation as a whole and um, is a jacko who has that quote where discipline will set you free mm-hmm. or discipline equals freedom or something along the lines of that and it's like motivation comes and goes in waves it's something that drifts some days you're going to feel highly motivated highly ready to go other days you're not going to feel like doing anything at all that's normal but discipline is what stays the same throughout there's been so many weeks on end where i haven't felt motivated to train or to go to the gym or to train clients or to do all these things but you know that the long-term outcome that you're going to get from doing those things is far greater than the short-term pleasure of maybe staying in bed or staying at home or not doing those things. And so there's a great quote where it says, discipline is the difference between deciding what you want now and deciding what you want most. And I think the best thing you can do if motivation is something you struggle is just to get really clear on what is the end point here for you. What is it you're really working towards and work backwards from that? Because ultimately you have to understand there's going to be a sacrifice with anything you do, particularly if you're looking to do something meaningful and do something that actually makes a change. It's not going to be a smooth road. It's not going to be um, plain sailing the whole way through. There's going to be sacrifices that have to be made. And you can either sacrifice the short-term pleasures of not being motivated, but just getting up and getting it done versus the long-term sacrifice of not achieving what you set out to achieve because you chose that instant gratification of staying in bed or not doing those things. What about you, Lee? What would you say to that question? Yeah, yeah, very similar to what Adam said. Um, I actually took down these questions and tried to make notes beside them because I'm not as good as at coming up with answers off the bat as Adam is. But um, on this question, I think I got one note down and then afterwards I just had to stop and was like, actually, I'm, I'm not answering this question in the right way. <laughs> um, the note I took down was don't compare, right? Because whenever I've been motivated to do something in the past, the thing that's always killed that has been looking at other people, whether it was on Instagram or professional footballers or celebrities and saying, all right, I'm after working hard to lose weight, but I'm still not as good looking as this fella or anything like that. But I think then that just brings us to the root of what this question should be asking, which isn't how do you stay motivated, but how do you keep on going whether you're motivated or not? Because the analogy that Adam gave of the wave is very accurate, right? Motivation comes up and it's down and you can never really rely on it too much, but there has to be something beneath it, right? And call that drive or dedication, commitment or discipline, whatever name you want to give to it. But there has to be something underneath the motivation that will keep you on track regardless of whether you feel like doing it or not. Um, like for me, for example, right, I have a, my routine every day is pretty similar. Right? I wake up at more or less the same time. I train at always the same time, which is around 11 o'clock. And every day from about half 10 right up till the moment I start training, no motivation. Right? I don't want to do it. In my head, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I left to do this now. Or I'll start thinking of all the other things I could do aside from training. However, I have this thing that pushes me to train regardless. Um, and in the past, when I was relying on motivation, I right, just on whatever videos of David Goggins or you know, inspirational speeches or anything like that. Like a little feeling like that in the pit of my stomach saying, I don't want to do this was enough to make me not want to do it. And enough to make me not do it in the end. Um, Because motivation is so fragile. It comes and goes so easily. So what you really need to develop is that drive or discipline, whatever you want to call it, that lies beneath the motivation. And that stays the same regardless of whether you feel up for it. So the real question that we should be asking ourselves isn't how do I stay motivated, as I said, but how do we build some sort of discipline or resistance to that urge not to do things, right? How do we keep ourselves on track regardless of how good or bad we feel? So 
I'm not sure if that answers the question of how to stay motivated. I kind of went the roundabout way to it. <laughs> but essentially my answer is you shouldn't focus on how you can stay motivated. You should focus on how you can keep on track regardless of whether you're motivated or not. Yeah, deadly. Lee, I actually have a bit of an off-the-cuff question for you um, based on your answer because particularly when it comes to training because I know that was the example you were using um, during your answer. And me and you are very different when it comes to training and working out and stuff like that because that's been something that's been a massive part of my life for the past seven or eight years now but I know for you you wouldn't have been as consistent let's say with training and keeping on top of things and recently enough you've kind of got into a really really good swing of things and it's kind of been impressive to see how much you've changed from kind of when you were in France coming back to where you're at now with things and the routine that you're in and how consistent you've been I think as well three weeks over three weeks now that you've mm, yeah. consistently been doing something every day like and like that's a massive turnaround from where you are during your time away or even before you left so what have you found i suppose to give them a bit of a practical example what helped you to i suppose get into that routine there where it seems like you're really motivated anyways to be consistent with it yeah it's a good question um and it's something i've been thinking about a lot lately because as adam said like right i've been in this good routine for whatever three or four weeks now but i've been training on and off since i'm like 13 or 14 um around the same time that adam started lifting weights and anybody who's ever seen us um, will not be surprised to hear that he lifts weights more consistently than I do. <laughs> um, his arms are the size of my head. Well, I've made very little progress over the course of the whatever seven or eight years that, that I've been trying to train. Um, and the reason why I haven't made that progress is because each time I got on the wagon, I fall off, fell off again very quickly. And I think there's a couple of reasons why. The first one is, going back to my last answer, because all those times I was relying on motivation. Um, I'd see an image of somebody on Instagram or whatever, somebody with you know lovely hair and a great body. I'm like, right that's me this summer um, <laughs> and you might stick to it for whatever a week or two weeks if even and then at a certain point you're just like oh you know i want it but i don't want it that bad like i don't want to pull myself out of bed on it at six o'clock on a tuesday morning when i train and go to the gym just so i can have a nice picture for instagram so like it was always a real superficial motivation and then the other side of it the other times where i was training and kind of in and out of um routines was i was using it as a distraction right like i just didn't really like the way my life was going at the moment and um, for whatever reason i wouldn't say i was depressed or anything like that but it was just in a bad a bad row and um, wasn't feeling great i wasn't finding any enjoyment of what i was doing so i kind of just used exercise as a way of distracting myself from the other things which again it's not inherently a harmful thing but as soon as things started to get better i didn't need the exercise to distract me anymore so i stopped exercising and um, and it's always been like that i was like kind of stop and start like i'd use it when i was feeling down and then i start to feel a little better so i'd stop and then i'd feel down again and as you can see, it's a fairly rough cycle to get into. I think what's different this time, though, is I'm not using the exercise or the routine as any sort of distraction or I'm not particularly motivated to look any certain way. I just know that I feel better when I do it. And it's better for me if I do do it. Like, um, it just regardless of how I look, like even if I had to wear a full body suit for the rest of my life and nobody could ever see the six pack I might have one day or, or the, the big shoulders I might get, um, I was still exercise because I know that internally, like forget the superficial stuff, just on my insides, it's I'm much healthier when I exercise. I eat better when I exercise. I'm in a better mindset when I exercise. I'm more motivated. Um, I'm better able to, I can just think more quickly. You know, I'm, I'm not reactive to life. I'm more proactive. I go out, I look for things. I look at opportunities. I, I try to do this and that. And I make my to-do lists. And my life's just more structured and organized when exercise is a part of it. And then I've noticed in the past when I haven't had a routine that was, you know, like I'm going to exercise from this time to this time. I've just been very wishy-washy with everything else in my life. So having that structure and having it built into my day and doing it not 
so I can look good on Instagram or so I can forget about my problems. But just because I know that I will feel better if I do this and it's better for me if I do this. And um, that's what's made sticking to this one relatively easy. I say relatively because, as I said, <laughs> every morning I still don't want to do it. But every afternoon I'm grateful that I did Nice, nice. That kind of leads nicely into the next question we got in from Instagram as well, which is, and I suppose this is probably something a lot of people are struggling with at the moment. So if you're stuck in a rut at the moment in terms of both physically and mentally, like your body and your mind, what kind of tips could we recommend to get you out of that or what steps could you take to begin to kind of bridge that gap? Do you want to start that one off, Lee? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm kind of, I will answer this question directly related to the current situation. I'm going to go back a step because I've been in ruts many times in my life and before the pandemic, during the pandemic, and I'm pretty sure after it as well, there will be, <laughs> there will be times where I feel like I'm in a row. Um, and in the past, like, obviously they've happened for different reasons, but I've always noticed there's kind of certain characteristics that can help you so decide whether it's just a bad day or like, this is actually a road. Like I just consistently do not feel like, feel like myself. Um, and the sort of things that I've always recognized in it is first of all, boredom, right? You're just bored of the way your day is. There's nothing fun or exciting about it. Um, you're fed up as in like, you don't want to do this anymore. You want to change, but you just don't see where that change is coming from. And then finally, there's no way you're right? like, you're stuck, you're trapped there's no way you can move on or move past this. And in the past for me, it's always been, I'd find myself in a rut. Typically <laughs> when I had a job, like when I was in employment and particularly working full time, I always ended up within the space of a week or two, just falling into a really crappy mindset, crappy habits. And um, I'm just in a rut, as we said. Um, and obviously in that situation, the solution is somewhat straightforward. Like you just leave your job or find a different <laughs> job. In a pandemic, however, it's not so straightforward because you can't just move to a different planet. Um, because I'm sure if you could, people would have done it by now. So what I would say about being in a rut in the pandemic, right? And, and the question was specific is when you're in a rut, what's good for your body and your mind, right? Because you can't really have a good one without the other. Um, and what I found useful in this pandemic is, first of all, you need to bring some sort of novelty into your life, like something new, whether that's learning a new language or a new instrument or taking up new hobbies. Like a lot of people during the pandemic have been, exercising outside or doing online fitness classes or just taking up new things they haven't done before out of boredom but that novelty brings some sort of interest something interesting and something exciting into your life but as well as that i found that the novelty itself wears off very quickly so you need to pair that novelty with something productive and um, so that you're seeing small incremental gains that will keep you motivated to keep on going with it so things like i don't know doing an online course like there's a lot of great seminars that are for free online free to attend or free online courses where something you can check in every day and do i don't know, maybe one module or one task and just doing that alone and um, day by day it, it helps you feel like you had a small win that day and it helps keep you on track and feel like you know you, you're doing something useful with your time obviously the situation we're in can be quite overwhelming particularly because nobody knows when it's going to end or when some sort of semblance of what life used to be like will will return and um, so i think the the way that i've been approaching it anyways is forgetting about the long term right like not trying to control that anymore like in the past i've always been a person who wants to know what my life will look like six months from now 12 months from now five years from now Um, obviously nobody has a clear what that's going to look like not by anybody's own fault but just because of the, the context that we live in and um, it's impossible to plan ahead too long so just focus on what's one small positive step that i can do to make this day a little bit better like it could be exercise it could be watching a film it could be having a cry it could be talking to a friend it could be anything but what's once what's something small easy to do that you know will make you feel better and um, obviously 
try avoid alcohol and drugs like that because <laughs> it might make you feel better for a few minutes but long term it's not going to do much for you um, but what happens when you focus on those small positive steps is you start to build momentum right like I was listening to a lot of Jim Quick lately and he always talks about when he's getting people to develop new habits like reading he would never say right I want you to read a book a week he would say I want you to read a sentence because right? nobody reads a sentence and then stops like you'll at least read the paragraph or maybe the page or maybe the chapter but once you build that momentum and start off with small simple steps and um, they sort of just roll one into the other and then very quickly this sort of hard impossible almost task of having a good day in the pandemic becomes a whole lot easier and um, he has a saying actually which is hard, yard by yard it's hard but inch by inch it's a kinch and i didn't know what kinch meant before <laughs> he said it but i googled it and it means it's an, a really easy task and i think it's a nice saying right because if you look at the big picture it just looks impossible and draining but when you break it up into small simple achievable steps like the thought of failure becomes almost impossible and it's so much easier. Um, but what about you, Adam? What would you say? Yeah, look, you've given a lot of great food for thought with your answer and given a lot of small, easy steps and recommendations that I would have given as well in terms of finding something productive to do and just going on with it. Something that I think will be very important, particularly at the moment, if you find yourself out of work or maybe you're in college from home and you don't want to attend the lectures as they're kind of laid out and stuff like that and you may just feel completely thrown out of whack with your routine is first off I'd say get a routine back get some form of routine set a wake time in the morning get up at a certain time set a time you're going to go to bed or a rough time you want to go to bed and get some sort of structure back into your day I think as humans we need to have some form of structure and routine throughout our day so that we're alive you know that's what separates the living and the dead is that they're actually working towards something and if you find yourself kind of just going through the motions at the moment then you feel a little bit like i'm kind of just existing but you know nothing's really happening i'm not really doing much and i'm just kind of waiting for the pandemic to be over and things will be better then well you know god knows how long you're going to be waiting for that to happen and i wish i could tell you it would be soon but nobody knows if that's the truth and you've kind of got two options and it's like well do i either just sit here and wait and hope or do i start doing things that can begin to make myself feel better and um, when i'm thinking about things like this i always like to you know look at it from a few different perspectives and take a few different um possible answers from it and kind of aggregate my own answer and one of the big things that comes to my mind is when people say how can i get out of this rut the question I'd ask is, well, what's keeping you in it? You know, you can blame the pandemic. You can blame whoever in China ate a bat to give COVID around the world. You can blame all of these things. But at the end of the day, is that actually going to do you any favours? Is that going to make your life better by blaming some external thing for keeping you in this role? And again, it's different if, you know, maybe you're struggling with mental health at the moment and it's a real issue. Obviously, that's a bit of a separate thing. But if you're someone who knows, actually, you know what, life could be a bit better right now. There could be more that I'm doing and I just can't, get up and do or there's some lack of motivation maybe there you feel is holding you back well ultimately it's you who's keeping you stuck in that position it's yourself and your mindset let's call it that's keeping you within that rut and so you've got two choices either do something actively to change or passively just accept this is the way it's going to be and if you're leaning towards the second option of those two answers well you're the only one you can blame for this situation you're the only one you can blame for being stuck in that rut and so the things you can begin to do to move yourself out of it is exactly what lee said find something that excites you find something that gets you going find something maybe you don't have the time to do when normal life is restored and start working on that for me over the past few weeks with the past couple of lockdowns something that i've become really interested in is reading about like figures from history and like all leaders like um hitler and stalin and all these people i don't know why i'm interested in it it might be a bit weird but it's something that i've always been somewhat drawn to but for one reason or another never really took the time to explore or to read more into it and now 
you know, I've never had a better opportunity to be able to explore those things. And there's some other courses that I'm doing at the moment, you know, me and Lee set up this um, to Ed's development during the pandemic. Like there's so much that you can do. And chances are you probably know deep down there is some stuff that excites you. There is some stuff that you would like to do a bit more of. But for some reason, you're just not acting on it. So say, say, take some time and really think to yourself, you know, what would you like to achieve over the next three, four, however many weeks we have of this pandemic? Set some little targets for yourself. Break them up into tiny little steps that are so easy and might sound insignificant and meaningless and start taking them. Start going day by day, one step at a time, inch by inch, make it a kinch. But make sure you're doing something that gets you going and gets you excited to get up in the morning. And as long as you can sustain some level of that, routine over the next few days you'll build momentum you'll get that going and once that seeps in then it becomes your new normal it just becomes a habit and then you don't have to worry about pulling yourself over because it's just not an issue you're going to have again so that's the big answer i'd give for being stuck in a rut and again if you know you've got specific problems that you know you're really stuck on a rut about and like touched on mental health and stuff like that obviously go and get help for that see someone who's actually professional in those areas and get that sort for yourself but if it is just little things like you know you just feel like you could be doing more and you're not hopefully you got some value from that few minutes of speaking there that can help you we have one more question that we got in um from the instagram stories the question was in essence they wanted us to speak about female and male inequalities and kind of gender inequalities in society and to be honest when i first saw the question my initial instinct was i am not touching that question with a 10 foot pole i was like i'm not going near that because it's something that's kind of controversial you know it's something that everyone's kind of got an opinion on and something that you know you might be afraid to give your view of it because you don't want to piss the other side off and you're afraid of maybe being called out or cancelled or whatever um, happens nowadays when you say something people don't agree with but then i took a step back and i kind of thought to myself a little bit and i decided you know we set up this podcast for a reason and i don't want this to be a place where we avoid making or having difficult discussions or we avoid talking about things that people want to avoid because ultimately the world is full of problems right like the world is rife with problems and the only way to solve those problems or at least come to some form of a solution is to tackle them head on is to actually sit down with mature heads on as adults speak them out give both sides of the view you know have people across the table sitting chatting about it and coming to an agreeable conclusion for all sides and i wanted to replicate that as much as i can within this podcast i didn't want this to be a place where we just speak about some surface level shit to give you, you know, a little burst of motivation and then you go again. I want this to be a place of real change and real hope and real progress for you and everyone around you, I suppose. So, Lee, do you have anything you want to say about that before I kind of go into my answer? Because I know I'm going to talk for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, similar to Adam, when I saw the question, I was like, probably rather not speak about that in public. <laughs> um not because I have any controversial opinions on it, just because, yeah. as you said, it's just one of those topics that there's so much emotion charged into that it can be difficult to to say anything useful without just kind of skating around the important parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whenever I'm thinking about those kind of questions, I'm, I never feel qualified to say too much because obviously whatever I think um, or whatever I might say or my experiences might be, or I might try to put myself in the, in the shoes of a woman and what it's like to be a woman in society, mm-hmm. but I never actually know. Like I've never lived, I've never been in a room as a woman full of men and felt intimidated or I've never felt like objectified as a man because, you know, a group of women were looking at me or catcalling me. Like I've never had those experiences. Um, all I really can say on the topic is that whether or not people agree that it does or doesn't exist, gender inequality, there certainly are times when it is more evident than others. Um, 
I do think that there is certainly a, um, a lot of men out there who, you know, whether consciously or subconsciously, just think they're better than women mm-hmm. or think they have some sort of right to impose themselves on women in ways that women wouldn't do to a man. And there's, you know, definitely a lot of work that needs to be done in terms of how people in general make women, not only women, but like anybody who's not necessarily a straight man, feel more comfortable and more welcome um, in society. Like, I know on a local level, obviously, like myself and Adam, like, we're far from um, homophobic or sexist. Like, we would never make a judgment on somebody pretty much on anything they didn't choose. Like, if somebody's an asshole, we'll say they're an asshole. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to insult somebody or make somebody make mock somebody just because they were born a woman or a man or they were born gay or straight or anything else like that. Um, however, like that, that's locally on a more global and universal scale. I do think there is a real issue, um, and it is something that needs to be addressed. However, I am far from the right person to know how to go about addressing it. So <laughs> I'll let you take over. <laughs> No, definitely. I think you made a good point in your opening statement there. Um, you know, if you've got nothing valuable to say, just maybe don't bother saying it. There's another quote from the quotes today. I can't remember who said it, but essentially, you know, don't speak unless you're sure the words that you're about to say are not better left unsaid. And, you know, I don't want to beat around the bush talking about topics like this, but similarly, we don't want to be jumping on here and giving, jumping to conclusions about things we are far from qualified to talk about or maybe outlining plans to improve all these things when, you know, we're literally sitting here on one side of the scale and we can't really give a full unbiased opinion on it, you know, because at the end of the day, all I've ever been is a man. You know, I grew up a boy. I was born a boy. I went to an all-boys school. That's all I've known growing up. And then obviously when you go into university, things get a little bit more mixed. But I definitely do think that through that upbringing of you know just being a man or a boy surrounded by other males it is very difficult to put yourself in that position of being a female who is subjected to all the things that females and um, don't like about society and don't like about what males do in particular and you know i have a girlfriend i'm in a relationship and i listen to her i talk to her about some of these things and it's stuff that i think sometimes males don't even realize the stuff that they might be doing just subconsciously that women um take as maybe a view of them that they're less than a man or different situations like that. I'm listening to an audiobook at the moment called Untamed by a lady called Glennon Doyle. And that's really opened my eyes to the way that I suppose women are socialized in society nowadays to act and behave and to think and to be. And, you know, it speaks a lot about motherhood particularly and how like it's almost just taken for granted that a mother's job is to just be a martyr for her kids, you know, going to give up her whole life just to raise mm-hmm. the kids and stuff like that. And it really has opened my eyes to, a lot of the issues that do occur around, you know, gender inequalities in society on such a broad scale. And then even on an individual level, like, I don't know about you, Lee, but definitely for me, growing up as a kid when I was younger, and even today, if I'm not, you know, if I'm having like maybe a bit of a bad day or in a bit of a bad mood, or I'm just not who I want to be, let's say, acting from a higher self. Mm. Like, if I'm listening to that book, for example, if I was operating from, you know, maybe a shitty day when I'm trying to pick a book to read, it's one that my girlfriend has been on to me for a while about. My initial thought was like, I'm not reading that. It's about girls. I don't need to know about that. Or, oh, it's mm-hmm. a book written by women about women. Why would that? Yeah, Why would yeah, I need yeah. to read that? You know, that way. And that's, you know, she's been recommending the book to me for a few weeks. Now I only got onto it last week. So there was that time space there. I was like, why would I need to understand women? You know, I'm never going to be a woman. And then I kind of took a step back and came down off the high horse a little bit and thought to myself and understood that, you know what, I'm going to be surrounded by women for the rest of my life between partners or mothers or potentially daughters when I get older. So even if I'm not one, I could at least do them 
the favor of understanding them or trying to relate to them in a, a bit of a better way, you know, that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one big issue that males particularly have is the fact that they don't want to know anything about the female side of things or the female way of living. They almost want to just assume that they understand them yeah, you know, that yeah. way or almost just think they're the same as us and maybe the issues they're having is just their problem and their way of dealing with things. When in reality, it's much of a, a deeper issue because let's be honest, like males are pretty fucked up <laughs> as well. Like there's a lot of bad stuff. Um, males are kind of socialized to be like in terms of not talking about your emotions or talking about your feelings or any yeah. of that sort of stuff. And so I think both sides are faulty and it's up to males and females to understand each other a little bit more. And I think females on a broad sense are a bit more willing to take that jump and try to understand males whereas I don't think males are as willing to maybe explore what it's like to be a woman and understand that side of things and so there's definitely a bit of ignorance and arrogance there um, on part of males towards women which could definitely be improved um, and worked upon and I think you know if it's something that maybe could be educated a bit more at a younger level and come up through schools and stuff like that maybe that would help the issue a little bit more but again I don't want to be sitting here talking about potential solutions to a problem I don't even fully understand on a global level yet but those are some of my insights I suppose from the recent few days and weeks into the whole issue because similar to a lot of people I'm sure it's an issue that up till recently I didn't even really think about too much it's something that I didn't really care about if I'm honest because I was never on the aggrieved side of it you know if we're looking at people who are the males are the oppressors let's say and the female are the oppressed on that level I've always been on the side of the ones who are taking advantage you know and so when you're in that category of people you're never really concerned about how the other side are feeling or what they're maybe subjected to because you're kind of reaping the benefits from it and so it's not until you really pull yourself back and put yourself in other people's shoes and try to understand them a little bit more you can begin to say oh you know what maybe this scales is tipped a little bit too much in some favor and maybe there is more we could be doing to make things a bit fairer and a bit more equal because i i think and i'll end at this point but i think a big fear for males is that in particular if you know, they start to give more power, let's say, to women that inherently giving that power to them is taking power away from us, right? It's like there's a finite number, a finite amount of power. And if we give more to them, then there's going to be less for us to take. And I, I don't believe that to be true. I think that the power that we're talking about is just a construct that's completely made up. I think it's infinite. And I think it can only serve to benefit society and people as a whole if there is a bit of a more equal balance. Now, obviously talking about equality and what exactly that would look like and how it would come about i'm not too sure but there is definitely more that could be done to make that better and those are some of my insights into it from the past while yeah i think you you definitely made a good point in relation to how dismissive males tend to be in relation to you know understanding the female experience a bit more Um, and i think a lot of the time when i'm speaking about males when they hear of like feminism and things like that they just picture angry women yeah. shouting and being annoyed and that might be the case on twitter and stuff like that i don't know but i think a lot of it is just because women have been dismissed and you know they they their concerns and their issues have just been brushed under the carpet for so long yeah. because a lot of men would like put they would try and understand that as a man right but they would be like mm-hmm. well i wouldn't care if somebody said oh, i had a nice arse so why would she care or i wouldn't care if a woman cat called me so why would this woman care if a man cat called her and yeah. um, so we try imagine it from our perspective rather than just separating ourselves from whatever we've lived through and just trying to understand where they're coming from and um, so i do think that there is a perspective change that's needed absolutely i think a lot of men do have to get after a high horse start to realize <laughs> that the world doesn't revolve around them and their opinions um, and then just on a more like compassionate level like we all share society we all live in this world together 
why would you do something that's going to like something unnecessary that's going to negatively impact somebody else's life like you don't need to cat call them you don't need to say nice air so you don't need to harass their dms or whatever to get a text back off them like <laughs> yeah there's just a lot more compassion and understanding needed um and then also like men just need to get the idea out of their head that you know because they have a penis or the rulers of the world or they're entitled to to certain things and they have you know certain inherent rights to be the the strong one and the powerful one and the one that always gets their way um so yeah i do think a lot of the work that needs to be done is simple like just listen more and not just listen but understand (laughs) and use that information and use it to inform the way that you conduct yourself going forward and i think a lot of men probably don't realize how much women suffer in this world until they have a door Mm -hmm. Um, and then you start to see the kind of comments that they're not willing to accept being made to their daughter yeah. so I think a good rule is if you wouldn't want someone to say or do it to your daughter don't do it to yourself or don't do it to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. it's funny isn't it how you know men would as soon as they have a daughter instantly you know on their guard and like oh you know I have to be careful because I know what men are like it's like you're a man what does that even mean <laughs> you're saying you're like that I mean <laughs> it's it's crazy it's funny that you mentioned the whole feminist sort of thing as well and being like you know that picture of a feminist in your mind is like like a really angry woman who just wants to tear down men and like that's the standard sort of image you get as a feminist and i remember with girls i've been speaking in the past like i'd be like oh yeah i fucking hate those feminists you know those ones who are just really loud and you know just want to tear men down and say they're about equality but they're not really they just want kind of female dominance and then the women would be like i hate them as well that's not what i stand for that's not what i'm about and you know i think the fact that we jump to that conclusion of thinking any woman who wants somewhat better conditions for women is automatically one of those radical sided mm-hmm. feminists like that's a big issue as well you know and i think men and women are a lot more alike than they are different you know um i think about understanding those commonalities that we share and actually just accepting that there are some things that are a little bit different about us but actually you know what there's a lot more similar than there is different and if we found a way to kind of bring that into society in a bit more um of a productive way i think it would be to everyone's benefits to bring that change about yeah absolutely so long story short, if you're misogynistic, have a door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, that is the end of the questions for today's first edition of our podcast. Thank you very much for watching. Please, if you found it funny or enjoyable or thought-provoking to listen to, feel free to share it around with friends or on social media and keep up to date with everything that's going on here at Two Heads. We're on every social media platform, are we? Um, except where except where so on instagram it's at two heads development facebook two heads development and um, you can check out our weekly blogs we've got two per week that go out so on a monday and a thursday we've got our blogs going out we're going to start releasing a podcast once a week as well so there's plenty more content to come so do keep up to dates particularly with the instagram because we'll be getting a lot of uh, feedback from you guys through there and getting a lot of questions for to discuss on the podcast through stories so if there is anything in particular that you want to hear us talk about or need some help with feel free to share that we'll be more than happy to help you out thanks very much for listening we really appreciate the support so far and we look forward to chatting to you all very soon